Hello podcasters, welcome to season 6 episode 9 of Jeff's Podcast Academy. We have only one more episode left. Uh so to finish up the season, it's really exciting for that. In today's episode, we have with us Mr. Sebastian Rusk, uh also known as Podcast Launch Guy. Here podcasters to launch their podcast by giving out equipment guides, marketing ideas and a lot more. He is also the author of the book Podcast Sucks. I think it's a YouTube video as well so you can see here. I got it here on uh, Amazon Kindle so probably I've read most of it uh so probably I think 80 pages or something. So uh you know I have the <laughs> just to read but make sure that you you're actually getting that as well. I'll give it the link in the description so you can go check it out. And he's also the host of the podcast called Beyond the Story podcast. Uh he also Uh, has very socials which have youtube yeah, youtube channel and has amazing content for the podcast net so make sure to check that out as well so the list goes on and on and i think it would be great if you could hear from the master himself uh, mr sebastian welcome to jeff's podcast academy uh, please tell us how you started your podcasting journey it's great to be here man thanks for having me on so i started podcasting about 11 years ago when i started my first company social buzz tv i i seen that the ability to create a podcast through a platform called blog talk radio was extremely simple to do back then so i figured why not it's a great way to number one create content number two be able to connect with people that i want to have conversations with people like gary bainerchuk and mari smith and, and jay bear and people that have been making moves within the social media space for quite some time now and it worked really really well I started and stopped the show 3 times throughout the past 11 years just due to the fact that it was a passion project it was a piece of content that I didn't have to create that I would that I could create if I really wanted to but it was that true bridge to gap in between the people that I know and the people that I actually want to have conversations with so that's how I first started the show was first called social buzz on air and then I stopped the show for a year and a half and then restarted it and called it the Seb Rush show and then started it stopped it again for another year and then finally rebranded in 2000 19 to the Beyond the Story podcast. I'm a storyteller. It resonates with people more. The name is more of a, a of a integrated part of my personal brand and my business brand uh, as well. So, when I went all in with podcasting 5 years ago and I started the podcast agency, I thought, well, I I need to remain consistent with having a podcast because who am I to sell you a podcast solution without actually having a podcast that's consistent of my own. So, uh, the show's continuing to grow. It's not really a core focus of my business as far as a revenue stream is concerned, but it is the number well, I I stand corrected when I say that. What what it's become is a very good lead generation tool for me because I identify people that are up to really great things that are creating content on other platforms, but they have no podcast and I invite them to be on the show. I interview them, have a conversation about them, and then I ask them a casual conversation on when they're going to start a podcast. And more times than not, they say, "You know what? It's already on my list. I just need some help with it." Is that what you do? And I'm able to convert them. So, I teach a lot about that now because it's becoming more of the norm that when you're starting a podcast and you have zero people in your audience, it's easy to monetize your podcast guests versus the audience at least initially. Eventually, you can monetize the audience. You can sell coffee cups and hand sanitizer and you know coffee mugs and whatever you'd like to do on your show but first things first is being able to 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 monetize the podcast uh, with 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 your guests or at least that's my initial strategy well wow, that's really great uh, so just uh, you know follow up on that do you have any suggested like sort of uh, i know this is kind of a business secret but when you do the casual conversation do you have any sort of uh, template of asking like you know do you just go out and ask like do you want to start a podcast i can help you or is it like you know in a conversational way what do you do like how do you start the conversation without being salesy are you talking about with the people that i'm having on my show 
Yeah, to convert them. Well, so I, that's at the very end, usually. So I'll find out if they have a podcast. Sometimes they already do. It's not a big deal. I'll still have them on the show. doesn't mean they don't know somebody that wants to start a podcast. But usually, once I've connected with them and they've been able to see that I'm a, I am, in fact, a, a content creator, I'm a podcaster, as well as being able to provide a podcast solution through the Podcast Launch Lab, uh, then, then they're more inclined to go, you know what, this guy's obviously knows what he's talking about. He's had me on the show. We've built some rapport with each other. And at the end, either they're going to ask me or I'm going to ask them if they haven't already when he started a podcast. So it's not a matter of selling, but I'll, you know, I'll make a joke out of it. And I'll say, you know, Jeff, now's the time that I, that I ask you the million dollar question. And I'm like, what's that, Sebastian? When are you starting a podcast and who's going to help you get it started? Mm, yeah, that's a good way of approaching. That's true. Cool. Uh, so just coming out of the, you know, the discussion forum that we want to talk about is, so there are lots of hosting platforms. A lot of people ask me this, like, you know, which hosting platform to do and people who are actually into anchor, they start without a context or a content, like, you know, what to talk and what not to talk. This is a, a lot of ongoing things that is happening, but for you, uh, you know, as you, as a guy who's a podcast consultant and all that, what do you suggest as a person or an enterprise with a medium budget? They want to start a podcast. Which hosting platform do you think that they should actually choose? You know, Anchor is a good platform to start on. You can always migrate away from it. They do own the, the content that's on the RSS feed. So some podcasters will frown upon utilizing Anchor, but Anchor is a great price when you're first getting started. It's free. So before you get all crazy about, I'm going to go all in with podcasts and let's make sure that you are committed to the work that's involved because there is a lot of work involved with it. Make sure your concept makes sense. Make sure that you are in fact cut out for podcasting. Cut out for podcasting means can you come up with interesting content? Can you talk intelligently about it? Can you interview someone about it? And can you share that content and repurpose that content to help promote the show? Once you're clear that you're going all in with starting a podcast, then you can migrate away from a, pla a platform like Anchor. But I would like to say, before you start spending money, make sure you've got something that actually works first. Uh, we utilize simplecast.com for the beyond the story podcast.com. Uh, and previously we used uh, acast.com. Now I don't recommend playing hopscotch around to different podcast hosts because every time you move to a new podcast host, you do lose your existing analytics, except for, I believe Buzzsprout allows you to import them somehow, some way you can download them into an Excel spreadsheet, but I don't know how much use that is. And unless of course your new podcast host has a, has a, your, has an ability for you to be able to download your existing analytics into the new platform on here. But Simplecast, Buzzsprout, Podbean, Libsyn, these are all popular podcast hosting platforms. And they'll continue to be more and more platforms showing and popping up on, on um, uh, popping up as far as available podcast hosting platforms. Uh, sorry, too much coffee over here this morning. Um, as time progresses, but those are the main players right now. Nice, nice. So, you know, I was just actually actually having a conversation with uh, one of the guests previously. Okay. He's actually a tech guy. So he was telling me about creating his own RSS feed. Okay. So I was asking him why and what are the reasons for that? So just a quick SN yes or no for this. Do we think person should create his own RSS feed and host it on his platform or should it be like, just, you know, just let someone else or some other company like, you know, Buzzsprout or Libsyn should do that. Any, like any take you have on the overall view of it. Yeah. I don't know why you would want to create your own RSS feed. You mean like, so you could host it on your own website. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess you could go that route. I would want the support of a platform that actually is very versed and been doing this for several, several years now on pot, as far as podcast hosting and distribution is concerned, because we're talking 
analytics. I mean, I don't know how you're going to get analytics. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's some sort of third party, you can piece it all together. But for that, I mean, we're talking 15 bucks a month here. And if you're utilizing, there's some platforms that are a little cheaper than that, but let's say the most you're paying is 40 or 50 bucks a month. I don't know why in the world you'd want to try and reinvent the wheel and get out there and create your own RSS feed and have your own type of setup. I think you're far better off working with a reputable podcast hosting company and then creating blog posts or a specific podcast page on your website where you're uploading individual website or individual episodes with a web player of sorts if you wanted to duplicate your efforts as far as having your podcast live on a podcast host and then also having it live on your website. But I, I'm not familiar with creating your own RSS feed. Again, I'm sure it's possible, but I look at it as, you know, I can go change the oil in my car if I really wanted to, or I can go to the service center and pay 25 bucks and be done with it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think yeah, it also depends on the you know need of the individual and you know their resources as well. So cool. Um, so coming out is one of the stats that I recently you know came through this pod news actually is that Stitcher actually is becoming the number one US podcast network. So there are lots of you know platforms out there. But so what do you think are the key points that US podcasters actually need to take into account? Uh, I mean, like, do you think that podcasters from other countries can also be benefited by this. So what's your take on this? I mean, it really depends where the availability is for the um, for, for uh, being able to actually um, utilize it. If it's not available in your country, obviously you're not gonna be able to take advantage of being able to utilize it. However, um, it, you know, I say you wanna be as on as many distribution platforms as possible because well, one is better than three is better than one when it comes to the places your podcast can live because it increases your odds of people being able to find your, your, your podcast and be able to consume your content. But don't you think that it's actually too much if it's like hosted on like a lot of platforms, because I'm just thinking the analytics that we get sometimes, uh, you know, SoundCloud actually gives you, I don't know, I'm not sure SoundCloud or, you know, a lot of platforms like Spotify or Apple, each gives you a separate sort of analytics, like people who actually go to the Spotify itself, they get some different analytics. So do you think it's too much that if we distribute a lot, you know, to do a lot of platforms rather than being on single platform, connect the, uh, you know, audience or analytics accordingly? I don't think so. No, I, again, you want your podcasts are very hard to market and advertise and, and, and be able to, you, so you want to be on as many listening platforms as possible. You got to realize that iHeartRadio has a significant amount of traffic to its website, just based on it, it, it being who it is, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Deezer, all these listening platforms. So there's a difference between podcast distribution platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and then listening platforms where you got Stitcher and Deezer and TuneIn and et cetera. So There'll be a tremendous amount of listening platforms continuing to show up on the block as new players. And I just believe that these platforms are very much indexed, SEO indexed, so that having a presence on an existing platform, uh, it's kind of like if, if when you Google your name, chances are your LinkedIn profile is going to show up first. Why? Because LinkedIn is ridiculously indexed on, on, on search engines for SEO purposes. The same applies with your podcast. Someone types in Beyond the Story podcast, you're gonna, I'm gonna take up a couple of pages because my podcast exists on 15 or 20 different platforms. And a lot of these new platforms, you don't even have to go resubmit your RSS feed to. A lot of them will pull directly from Apple Podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got the point now. Cool. Okay, so just coming out to one of the things that's been really booming right now is this Clubhouse. Okay, Clubhouse is one. It just got actually published on Android. But now Spotify has been going on to something called this uh, Green Room. Okay, so I'm just thinking because Spotify and Amazon has been in a competition to acquire new podcasts, like, you know, make sure that they are solely owning the podcast rather than sending out to other platforms. How do you think these two can be, uh, you know, for the podcasting space like this green room and the clubhouse? 
Well, both of them are going to be a compliment to podcasting. A lot of people are on creating rooms and recording the rooms and utilizing it as a podcast episode. I guess that can work. I don't know. It just doesn't have any interest to me. I see po- I see social social audio platforms being utilized and leveraged for people that are able to say, hey, listen, I've got my guest on after the show. We can do a Q&A on Clubhouse or in, in the green room. Or I've got, um, you know, it's a great way to be able to find potential guests and also find other podcasts that you can be a guest on. So I re- it'll be, time's going to tell what's going to happen with social audio here. But when, when you think of, you know, AI and, and everything that's happening with, with, with Alexa and Google Home and being able to speak things into existence, that being able to have this additional audio component where people have no visual component, you can literally jump into a room at any time, at any day, at any hour, and be able to contribute to the conversation or be able to take from the conversation any information that you're learning. And I think that's just extremely invaluable as far as a tool is concerned, because video, yeah, live video is cool and everything, but everybody wants to make sure they look presentable, or at least that they should, when there's video on there. And, and, and having social audio removes that component. I've been very much involved in Clubhouse for the past, I'd say, gosh, it's been seven months now. It was December that I jumped on. I host a room once a week, uh, most weeks, and then I'm part of other rooms with other podcasters. So I've, I've collaborated with my peers, people that do similar or same things that I do with helping people in the podcasting space, but we've decided to collaborate together to be able to serve people to the best sort of capacity. Because there's a lot of questions that people just don't know what they don't know about being able to start a podcast. But I think it's just the beginning. I think that once Facebook gets their teeth sunk into this, and I think that I I don't know that they're going to cater really towards podcasters. I think they're really going to cater towards creators, if you will, with a strong niche within the gaming space. So people already are obsessed with watching people play video games, which I will never understand, but it's the generation. So it's there and it's here. So I believe social audio is going to contribute significantly to that because the focus is not being able to watch the person play the game. It's actually watching their screen on what they're actually playing. So, which I still don't understand. I asked my 20 year old daughter that time. I said, let me get this straight. So people record and watch other people playing video games. She's like, that's right. And I'm like, okay, still confused. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess, you know, um, I don't know, because even I have watched some of the YouTube channels, I think the commentary mostly matters sometimes a lot. Uh, that comes in a little bit of place here and there. Uh, just a couple of things before, you know, wrapping is, do you have any strategies that you might use uh, for the clubhouse or, you know, any social audio platforms that's, you know, even in, maybe in future, you know, Instagram is going to bring this in, who knows, every, any, every single platform is kind of growing. So any strategy that you are saying uh, you want to, you know, express so that we can bring in more people at the start itself, rather than once the platform has evolved. I just, you know, you've got that first mover's advantage as you do with anything with with technology. So why not take advantage of being able to jump on a platform when no one, not everybody knows about it? I'll never forget having a conversation with Gary V back in 2012, I think it was. And I said, hey, Gary, what do you have to say about the people that say that social media is just like, you know, it makes their ears bleed, that it's not relevant for their business? And he said, I don't care about those people. And I said, hmm, interesting take. He goes, yeah, the longer that we have this all to ourselves, meaning the people that have adopted to it, the people that are open to it, the better off that it is. When everybody's utilizing, it's going to be saturated. And then, of course, as always, marketers come in and ruin everything. So I thought that was great advice. That was well over almost 10 years ago, and it's still relevant to today. So being able to get in and have that first mover's advantage of getting in there and saying, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do on Clubhouse. I just know that I'm getting on Clubhouse and I'm going to do something on it, which is either participate or create a room. Start a room, pick a topic, ask some friends to join you. Collaboration is key on Clubhouse, absolutely key. 
my buddy Glenn Lundy has has proved this theory time and time again. He does a breakfast with champions room every single day, seven days a week at 5.30 a.m. from 5.30 to 10.30 a.m., being able to collaborate with all kinds of different individuals. And, is, and there's an, on average between seven and 900 people in that room every single day, just because of the fact that they provide value, they align themselves, he aligns themselves with, with people that, 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 that can provide tremendous amounts of volume and that attracts people. People want to learn stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's totally agreeable on that point. Uh, so just want to, I'm uh, just curious, okay, this, I just think the audience would be really liking the story. So you said that you met Gary and Ashok, and you actually recently made a post with uh, uh, Shay Robotum as well. Uh, you know, you actually helped her to create her own podcast. So how do you find these people? Like, so is it like on LinkedIn connections or is it like you have the mutual connections or is it I have the personal relationship. I have the personal relationship. Uh-huh. That's the difference. I have, I met Gary back in 2011 when nobody who knew who Gary was, he was, he was doing Mm. wine reviews on on youtube nobody knew who gary was but i connected with him his second book came out he happened to have a book stop here for a book signing here in miami and i had the chance to connect with him and then the rest is just history and now that i do a tremendous amount of speaking and mc work and he obviously does a tremendous amount of speaking work too and we often run into each other in in other cities this day and age but it's just been that was a tremendous gift for me to be able to talk about first uh, you know first movers advantage i had that ability when nobody really knew who gary was so i had access to him to not only learn from underneath him but also continue to build a relationship the shea stories i mean a lot of these stories are crazy because i met shea through a another podcast client of mine but he wasn't just because he's a podcast client like i met him through a a group of i call them like my spiritual friends that we do like breath work and yoga and like this spiritual community that i've got here in miami i met him through that circle and he just happened to be coaching shay at the time and he brought up i'm working with this linkedin influencer i'm like is her name shay and he's like how'd you know that and i'm like because i've been looking for her forever trying to get her on the podcast it's not the easiest girl to pin down so once I uh, was able to make that distinction that he knew her, I, I had her scheduled the, the very next day. And then she came in and I had her on the show in January, February of last year. And uh, we went out and had a drink. And on the way back, I said, uh, you know, you should really start a podcast. And she kind of ignored it and, and said, well, I got a lot going on LinkedIn, this, that and the other. And then a couple months later, she's like, I'm launching a podcast. I want to tell the story of my horrible childhood. And I want to do it on a podcast. And you're my guy. So sometimes it takes a little bit longer than others. And then we just became, we just hit it off. We became just really, really great friends. So all the content that you see that's at her house or with my book, I mentioned her in the book. I told the podcast story. She doesn't live too far from me. She's about 20 minutes from me. So uh, from time to time, we'll, we'll connect. And if it, even if it's non-business related, um, it's really cool to be able to connect. We were at a birthday party in October, which was great because we we're able to connect with a lot of other really cool people that are up to great things, creators, both on LinkedIn and other great platforms on there. But this is one of those classic cases that I was persistent with trying to connect with her. It wasn't just a podcast interview. I connected with her because she knew somebody that I knew. So that almost provides instant rapport. She's awesome. I'm awesome. And we've just become you know, just really, really, really great friends. So yeah, and I just been I've been fortunate. My persistence has paid off and my timing, I think, of being able to get to these individuals and build a relationship by showing up and saying, hey, what can I do for you to initiate this process? And what I can do for them initially is be able to get them on the podcast. A lot of people would view a podcast interview as something that they're doing, someone's doing for you as a podcast host, but not necessarily. I think it's a win-win. Oh, that's one hell of a story. I mean, like 
I'm like, not everyone gets the timing correct, but yeah, I think you're spot on on that. So just one final question before closing is that, um, so what would you actually give as the best tip in the whole world, according to you, uh, for a fellow podcaster in order to grow? Now, one big disclaimer is that this is something that you shouldn't have said before. You can try that all out. So one tip to a podcaster that I may not have said before. Yeah. Okay. Figure out why you're starting a podcast. Okay. If you've already started a podcast and you're frustrated, go back to the drawing board and figure out why you started the podcast in the first place. If you started a podcast just to make money, just because while Joe Rogan's doing it, then your mindset is completely, it's misaligned with where it should be. A podcast, as with any content platform, is designed for you to be able to create content to provide value that actually contributes to someone's well-being and business and or business that leaves them well that leaves them better off than when you found them. So if your show is about providing value and creating content and making new relationships and serving people, you're on the right track. So make sure, number one, you're clear about your why. We're an entire chapter in my book. I don't know if you've read this chapter yet, but I get really granular with mindset, commitment, doing the work, all that stuff, because a lot of us get all hot and heavy on creating a new project or content platform. And then four episodes in, we're like, nah, not really interested anymore because you forget why you started in the first place. Your podcast is not about you. It, 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 nor is any other piece of content that you're creating. The, the content that you're creating is it, it, what, what's, what's in it for not you, but for the, the, the consumer would be my, I guess, my best bit of advice. Make sure that you're getting clear on your why, number one. Number two, make sure you can, in fact, back up what you commit to. I'm going to start a podcast. I'm willing to do the work. Great. What's that look like? So just stay realistic with yourself because you're the only person you're bullshitting yourself when you don't stick to something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's entirely true. Um, cool. I, I think, yeah, I think the Know Your Why, you know, with Simon Sinek book, you also, I think, mentioned uh, in your particular book where, you know, you can read that and, uh, you know, explore all of the th things. So, yeah, that's my, the final stuff is, please let us share your resources and your links so people can connect with you on your amazing book as well. I'm halfway of the reading, so Excellent. I'll put up, a, put up a review. Don't forget to leave uh, a review on Amazon, all right? <laughs> definitely, definitely. Once I've finished, I'll do that. So, yeah. Please, by the way. Yeah, I'm going to leave. Actually, I'm going to provide you with all the links. So instead of you trying to listen and write down on here, if, in fact, if you want to pull it up right now because you got your phone in your hand, you can find me on YouTube and LinkedIn and Instagram is where I spend a majority of my time. I am on Facebook too, but more on LinkedIn and on Instagram. I'm at Podcast Launch Guy on Instagram, Sebastian Rusk on LinkedIn, and my YouTube channel is youtube.com forward slash podcast launch lab, but Jeffrey's going to include all of the links in the show notes, right, Jeffrey? So you're going to have to be able to make your life. So it's going to make your life a lot easier to find me. Well, actually he said most of my outro. So I think I have to rephrase that in the mind, but yeah, guys. So Mr. Sebastian, thank you so much, you know, for hopping onto the show. It really means a lot uh, to talk about podcasting and your insights in it. So podcasters, uh, that's it. We are wrapping up the show right now. And I've given every link in the description below to check out the content relating to the uh, podcast launch guy and also his book. So everything is uh, linked there. If you'd like to know more about Jeff's Podcast Academy and learn the nuances in the field of podcasting, then you can connect with me on LinkedIn at jeffreybubadij or follow me on Instagram uh, handle at podcast for podcasters or Jeff's Podcast Academy. Uh, thanks again, folks. And I'll see you soon. Thank you, Sebastian. Thanks, Jeff.